At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to the A to Z English podcast, where Jack and Sochal take you on a journey from learning the basics to mastering the nuances of the English language. Our podcast is designed for non-native speakers who are looking to improve their English skills in a fun and interactive way. Each episode covers a wide range of topics, from grammar and vocabulary to slang and culture, to help you navigate the English-speaking world with ease. Welcome, everybody. My name is Jack, and I am here with my co-host, Sochal, but today she is not just my co-host. She is actually a guest on the show. I am going to interview her about being a balanced bilingual. So a balanced bilingual is a person that speaks two languages fluently, perfectly. So both languages are basically a first language for that person. So Sochal, thanks for coming on the show and letting me interview you today. I really appreciate it. And um, let me ask you, like, how did you become a balanced bilingual? Like, how does that happen to somebody? Well, Jack, it's almost like we have to, you know, maybe a good episode would be to have my parents on the show someday. They can <laughs> right. explain how they did it, you know? Yeah, but I yeah. think my mom uh, always has had the concept that language is not just about spoken language, but there's a huge cultural component to it if you really want to attain fluency. And so because of that, she always had us speak Spanish in the home since we would we primarily went to school in the U.S. She had us mm-hmm. speak Spanish in the home and we would do all these holiday traditions with her and we'd visit her family and only speak in Spanish around her family. And we would also visit Mexico quite often. And I did live um, in Mexico a few years throughout my childhood and we'd come every summer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd interact with other peers that were my same age. And so there was a huge cultural component to it that I felt really helped me and not just become bilingual, but also bicultural. Yeah. yeah. For English, of course, I did have all the, it was just facilitated for me because I was primarily growing up in America and receiving my education there. My parents did enroll me in a bilingual program like a Spanish bilingual program but it was not helpful really I was too far advanced because other kids were not native speakers almost none of them were native speakers they were all English speakers and they were like learning it as a second language so we weren't on the same level. So it kind of, you could be teaching the class probably at that point. You're like, yes, that's how it felt. So the the only time I felt like it, it was actually interesting to me is when I took AP Spanish literature. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was great because I got to read a lot of Latin American literature. Yeah. Um, And being able to, you know, engage in that discourse at an academic level was also really helpful because 
I know that a lot of people who grew up speaking Spanish in their home kind of lack the academic discourse later. They they have a very limited vocabulary because they only used it within certain contexts in their home. Yeah. Um, and being able to use it academically really brought me to the level that I am today, I think. Yeah, right, right, right. They talk, they talk about that in education. There's a, it's called BIX and KELP. Like BIX is called, is a basic interpersonal language, uh, sorry, uh, basic interpersonal uh, communication skills, like that, that kind of playground English or playground Spanish. Um, and then there's that next level, which is KELP, which is cognitive academic linguistic pro- proficiency, where you're actually stud- using big words and you can go to a lecture and understand. <laughs> it's not just like playground ordering food and that kind of stuff, but it's actually yeah. important conversations. Um, I think, yeah, I feel like your mom succeeded where I failed my my own daughter because oh, no. your mom had the discipline to really like say, okay, in the household, it's going to be Spanish. And yeah. and I think also like your dad sounds like he was pretty um, agreeable with that situation. Like he's yeah. like, okay, this is what we need to do. Probably because he comes from a, a, an academic background, uh, as you mentioned, he understood the importance of like in the home, it's Spanish outside. Mm-hmm. You got, you have the whole world. The only place you don't get to control the the conditions are right here in this household, which is the only control your mom really could exercise, right? Like it's too, you can't go to like, when you go to school, don't speak any English to those other kids. It's like, what am I supposed to do, mom? Um, But uh, I I feel like in my household, you know, my wife and I, um, we started off with that idea, but it just very quickly kind of fell apart. And, uh, And so my daughter spoke, Korean to my wife and and basically I was kind of the only one speaking English in the house and then mm-hmm. a little bit to my daughter and so her English has has not been perfect but it's now that she lives in America it's starting to sort itself out but yeah. um but but you're probably one of the only people I know that is is like 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 a balanced bilingual which is I keep using that expression and uh, it's it's really an interesting. What what are the um, cultural ramifications? Because you said you, you're not you don't feel like you're just bilingual. You're bicultural, and I know right. that you feel like you have a lot of pride for your Mexican heritage as well as your pro- probably your American heritage. And right. uh, so, what does that feel like to be kind of of two countries? Really? I mean, to me, are you divided or you feel like fully you're fully immersed in both of them? Or do you feel like you're 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 a part of neither? I I don't know. Like, how did what's the feeling like? It's kind of okay. So uh, a great example of a balanced bilingual that is also Mexican-American is uh, a rapper named Snow the Product. And she has a song about being bilingual and she says, I'm not from here or from there. And then the next verse, she says, I'm from here and from there. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she says that in Spanish, but it's kind of nice because in Spanish, we have a phrase called, which means I'm not from here or from there. So she did like a play on words. It's like, I'm not from here. I'm not from there. I'm from here and I'm from there. Yeah. Um, And so I kind of relate to what she said ultimately 
And I do feel like there are certain cultural ramifications, obviously, because of my appearance and growing up primarily in southern Mexico. People didn't automatically assume that I was Mexican, but then when I would speak in Spanish and have like cultural knowledge, they would see and understand that I was different. Then they were like, okay, well, you're obviously not American because so it's just, it's interesting because people are like, well, you're obviously Mexican. And then, yeah. And then the other thing about it, I would say is that I think the mother introduces culture more in traditional households. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that like my, my family was very traditional because they weren't Mm -hmm. uh, as far as gender roles or anything, but it's almost like women are still educated even in modern society to kind of uphold culture you know does that make sense like holidays and things like that a lot of it falls on the women and because of that i think that i'm almost more familiar with how certain mexican holidays are celebrated versus u.s holidays like i've never celebrated the fourth of july (laughs) For example, <laughs> I don't even really know. You've never had a hot dog in your life. You never had a Bud Light. <laughs> like I know my my grandparents on my dad's side make a big deal out of it, and it's like we pretty we were always in Mexico for it every year. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like another day, and I don't even register when it's coming up. And then people are like, "Oh, the fourth is coming up," and this and that. And well, I you're just, not a true patriot then. <laughs> yeah, it's like this whole thing. And I almost, you know, it was like, okay, well, it wasn't that. I mean, think about it. Would you rather celebrate like the 4th of July with hot dogs and and people blowing themselves up with fireworks and stuff? Or would you rather celebrate like Mexican Independence Day and you get to eat like Mexican food and really yeah. good food? It's, and, a, like... it's an easy choice. I mean, if, yeah. if you're talking about just like the, the party, the festivities, um, yeah. I'm going to Mexico, you know, like uh, yeah. 100% every time. And like it yeah. is dangerous, but there's a really fun thing where they like, well, the person who's carrying it, it's called a bull. They have a bull that's made out of fireworks and there's a person that runs with this bull and like in the crowd that's like shooting fireworks off <laughs> and like they're not they're like lights mostly but it's like popping off and their their shirt is soaked like they're soaked in water they're doused in water but so they can run around without catching on <laughs> so you okay so mexicans are also losing fingers just as much as americans are yes but just, it's like they're at least they're having fun doing it yeah at least you're gonna do it the right way yeah 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 i would do um, it all, go all out that is that's hilarious i uh, i love it i love it um i i just have one more uh question i wanted to ask you about um just you said so basically you're saying like i'm from here and there so you feel like I feel like being a balanced bilingual is is like you you were given a gift. I, I really do feel like that's such a your mom really. I mean, for lack of a better expression, like hooked you up. You know what I mean? Like she, she did. Yeah, she sorted my life out. I don't yes. think I've used any skills I learned in schooling or college. Yeah, really, like in the professional world, much. And like I, I realized that my first like real job out of college was working at this law firm, which was a horrible job. And I will stand by how horrible this job was for the rest of my life. It was like just an evil exploitative job. And they would exploit me for free translation labor. 
And uh, I didn't know. Well, there was this. There was a meme online that I saw that I agree with. If you're a balanced bilingual, you should definitely follow through. And people are like, "Hey, you're bilingual, aren't you?" At the workplace, and you should respond not for free. That <laughs> that is what I should have done. So I was basically right. working two jobs, and one of them was legal interpreter, essentially. But it was great because, thanks to my mom and all the not just you know everyday Spanish but like the academic level of Spanish that she imparted in me and she like set me up for I was honestly prepared to translate all of that and it was crazy to me how I pretty much can make a living really easily off of the skills that she gave me uh, more easily than the skills that I paid like thousands of dollars for in college and so the degree just looks good but a lot of the skills that I have were skills that my family gave me gave me essentially and so yeah it it is kind of like a gift I almost feel like I got a free ride and I told my mom when I make some real money that I have to buy her something as a thank you because it's It's gotta be like a car it's gotta be something good (laughs) it's gotta be Um, something good she really hooked me up (laughs) yeah 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 no but I mean it was it's it's like um it's such a it was it was such a beautiful gesture too for her to really um you know, want to, to do that, to make the effort. Cause I know what it, what it requires. It really does require a lot of discipline and a lot of parents, the households are not able to sustain it. And yeah. and she did now. How's your sister's Spanish? Is it the same as yours? Yes. Except my mom's did say that my sister resisted a bit when um, she made the only Spanish rule in the home and I never resisted. I was happy to speak in Spanish. So she didn't have any issues with me, but my sister kind of didn't want to at first, I think. And, um, and, and so I think it's also different with forever a kid because my mom was really firm and she, you know, forced my sister to do it essentially. And I'm sure my sister's eternally grateful now. Oh yeah. yeah. But at that (laughs) time, yeah. Yeah. But for some parents, it can be really hard because a lot of kids really put up a fight. Um, And I do want to say that I think my experience would have been different as well if I looked different Mm -hmm. because I wasn't subject to the same kind of like colorism or like racism as other Mexican-American kids because I'm so light skinned that people from the u.s like white people from the u.s can't tell that i'm not white oh uh, right so you like present as like for lack of a I'm better like word passing. like typical right. american or whatever yeah uh, caucasian right. or something yeah right so i think that that also influences my experience because for a lot of kids being bullied for speaking spanish or being from an immigrant household can be really detrimental and really difficult. And that can cause them to reject their culture and ultimately suffer because they, if they reject their culture and their language, then it's really hard to get it back later. If you were rejecting it as a kid and like you've just fallen behind, it's really hard to learn it on your own later, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I did have an advantage also in that sense. It's like everything kind of lined up for me. Um, and I'm grateful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it seems, it seems like you you seem you you have like a it, it just kind of flows out uh, of you that your appreciation for your Mexican heritage. Like I can tell you, you really you really um, it's very it's precious to you. But I, I, get, I get the feeling it has always been that way. Like I think yeah. 
You for you like your sister, you said she resisted. I had a, a professor in university who uh, speaks French fluently and her dream was to raise a balanced bilingual child. And so she mm. only spoke uh, French to her youngest child. And one day the kid said to her, no, mommy, not those words. Use the English, you know, like he just just rejected it. And she finally it, it took the wind out of her sail and she she stopped, you know, but right. um, but I so I think there is like what your mom accomplished is not a small feat. You know, it's like to to create that environment and to have the discipline and the endurance of getting of of, of, of managing that. That's awesome. That's that's really a, a testament to her her fortitude and spirit. I think another thing about raising a balanced bilingual is that if they interact with their grandparents who only speak said language, it'll yes. be so much easier. Because uh, we were we lived close to my maternal grandparents when I was really young, and they only spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. They didn't really they weren't really able to speak English, at least not fluently. And so it gave me like a reason to want to engage with them and my aunts in Spanish only. So it's kind of like a motivating factor. Yeah. And I knew someone who like here in Mexico, there's a lot of indigenous languages. And I know someone who's a balanced bilingual for English, for sorry, Spanish and Zapotec, which is Mm -hmm. an indigenous language. And his brothers, his younger brothers are not balanced bilinguals. They only speak Spanish and they speak like broken Zapotec. And I asked him what he thinks the difference was. And he said the same thing. He spent a lot of time with his grandparents who could only really speak Zapotec. And I think having someone for the children to engage with, like outside the home (laughs) is helpful because I'm laughing (laughs) because the kid's saying, no, mommy, not those words. It's like, I think you get sick of your parents (laughs) sometimes. And (laughs) it just because <laughs> well, like, they're the so- only people you're getting the, the the input is only coming from your mom and and, and your dad in the house uh mainly your mom i imagined you know mostly uh or or uh more more higher percentage um and then your sister of course um but yeah talking to the grandparents would be a huge benefit because not only if you want to communicate with them you have to speak spanish there is yeah. no other and so they're going to be just giving you your your young ears are just going to be filled up with with Spanish language all, all the time you're you're with them. So, um, you know, it's that it's that critical period when you're when you're young. It's not even learning a language. It's it's essentially you're acquiring it. It's just absorbing it. And uh, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, being able to travel to Mexico when I was a kid as well and being able to play with with kids who only spoke Spanish. So it's like you, it gives you that motivating factor that I think is crucial to raising a balanced bilingual. Yeah. Um, I have something else to say that I forgot that was also important, but. <laughs> I've kept you so, so long for this one. So yeah. I'll tell you what, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll save this. We'll, we'll do another interview because this was uh, fascinating. I we, we could talk for three hours probably. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> We're a chatty uh, a couple of people. Guess, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, listeners out there, um, if you enjoyed this interview, please subscribe to the channel or uh, go to our website, a to z English podcast.com. Leave a comment, um, join our WhatsApp group. I'll leave a comment on the YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, this was uh, Social, a balanced bilingual in English and Spanish. So a very interesting talk. Social, thanks so much for your time today. Appreciate it. Thank you. See you guys next time. Bye. All right.
拜拜。Bye bye